0: Sharon Davis, they work in the Sunday School Department with World of Flame. Also, that is Brother Trent, Sharon, and uh, Father-in-law, Sister Sherilyn's, uh, sister Sherilyn, Sherilyn's uh, mom and dad. Dear Brother and Sister Sharon, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Can it be possible ten years have already passed since arriving in Kennett. How the days have flown by since you are assuming the pastorate of the church there. I want to congratulate you on your faithfulness to that congregation, and to the work of the ministry, which you both perform so well. A congregation is blessed to have faithful shepherds who genuinely care for their souls, preach the truth, and reach out to minister to their needs. I am sure they realize how blessed they are. I also thank you for your faithfulness to the work and the progress of the United Pentecostal Church International. You are diligent to maintain the forward-looking ministry this organization believes in and stands for. Thank you for your carefulness and doctrine and in leading the people to serve God in spirit and in truth. My wife and I regret that a previously scheduled event prevents our attendance during this special time of celebration. It would have thrilled us to be there with you to express our thoughts and feelings in person. However, please know that we are rejoicing with you this weekend. Keep up the great work as you move ahead toward the next 10 years, should the Lord delay his coming. Please know that our prayers are with you as you continue to prepare believers for eternity. Our sincere love and appreciation, Richard and Sharon Davis. Amen. We are thankful for that this morning. We also want to read a letter from Brother Tim Tyson. his is Brother Sharon's cousin, pastors in Hillsboro at Peace Tabernacle. He also is the the sectional presbyter in section two, and also serves on the Sunday school board in the Missouri district as promotions. Dear pastor Don Sharon family and church. I can't believe that 10 year that it was 10 years ago. I still remember the time when pastor Sharon told me he was going to Kennet after evangelizing for much of his ministry. I knew that this was the right transition. I wanted so much to be a part of this great celebration, but obviously as you can see, I could not make it. So I will put in a letter a few words of congratulations to a wonderful family that I love so dear. Kenan is blessed to have Pastor Sharon, Sister Shay, Emma, Abby, and Tess a part of their lives for the past 10 years. I have the privilege of being his cousin, fellow Sunday School board member, fellow district board member, but most of all, his friend. We served together on several committees. I have attended many camps, conventions, conferences, and retreats with him. We have played softball, golf, rook, and bumper car basketball together, and I have fished, cooked, and ate plenty of food with him. And whatever he puts his mind to, he does with passion and a desire to win. Outside of his relationship with God and his family, there is nothing he is more passionate about than the people of Kennett, and he is looking forward to winning the city. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and the iPhone didn't exist before Reverend Donnie Sharon became pastor of Kennett 1st UPC. The Mars Rover landed on Mars. The United States invaded Iraq and overthrew, captured, tried, and executed Saddam Hussein. The St. Louis Cardinals have won two World Series all in the past 10 years. But none greater or more significant to Dunklin County was when Kennett 1st UPC obeyed the will of God and elected Pastor Don Sharon as their pastor. Once again I want to say congratulations on 10 years and I am believing for continued revival because Kennett will be one. Kindest regards, Pastor Tim Tyson. We also want to read one more letter here this morning. It is from Brother Paul Kenny, who pastors in Life Tabernacle in Kent, Missouri. He also serves on the Sunday School Board as the Missouri District Sunday School Secretary. Dear Pastor Don Sharon, you were just a young man when I first met you. In your early years of ministry... We first worked together as we both worked youth camps and junior camps. Even as a very young man, you were a leader among leaders. You were talented and smart, able to act, to speak, and even to sing at times. I watched from a distance as you worked through many different issues that came to pass in and about your life. You remained constant, faithful, and steady during those times. I remember during our years of working together that you served as a faithful full-time evangelist And also as a school principal, you gave yourself to ministry, even when ministry did not always give much compensation back to you. Now, I am thrilled to say congratulations on your 10 year pastoral anniversary. It's truly wonderful to work with you as you fulfill the role and calling of a pastor. Many times you've blessed this older man with your ministry, your preaching and wonderful words of wisdom. Brother Sharon, you've accomplished much, and you will fulfill other places and positions in the kingdom of God. It's truly my pleasure to work alongside you as the secretary of the Sunday School Department, of which you are the district director. Thank you for your kindness and honor to me the last few years as we've worked together as a team for the Missouri District Sunday School. It is with regret that I am unable to attend your anniversary services. But I do want to extend our congratulations and best wishes to you and your lovely wife, Sister Shay, to the First United Pentecostal Church of Kennett and to Bishop Magruder. May God bless you all. Sincerely, Paul Kenny. Amen. And we are blessed with those letters there this morning. Just many more people with many kind words. And, and we are looking forward to hearing more today for a couple, a family that deserves the kind words today. Everybody else believe that? What a wonderful couple this is. Amen. And I believe they're receiving these letters that we've read. Some more will be read tonight. The words that will be spoken by you, the church today, because these are a group of people that invest in people. They invest their time. They invest their love. They invest their encouragement in people like all of us. And we're so thankful for that today. Amen. I believe that's because of great leadership that make it also enjoyable to come to church. And I know that's what this couple does. They Bring great leadership to that, and they make everything fun. There's one thing about it: you're going to have fun when you're around brother and sister Sharon. And there's no other option but to have fun and to let brother Sharon win. Those are the only two options when you're around him. So, as long as you got those, then everybody's going to have fun. So, we're so thankful. We'd like at this time for sister Heather to come. We're going to enter into this part where we're offering the people in the church here to say kind words, and and as she comes, I I know the Sharons love sister Heather. And uh, I always, I don't want to start singling out people, but we always appreciate when we come. I love to watch her worship. She always worships, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen.
1: This is really nerve-wracking up here. I don't know how you guys do it. I wrote a couple things last night. Pastor called me, and he said, you get three to five minutes. And I said, if anyone in the church has ever heard me testify, you know I don't do three to five minutes very well. It's pretty big. Um... Hasn't this been a wonderful weekend? It's been lovely. Friday night, if you guys didn't get to come, we had awesome church. The pews were packed out. It was awesome. Last night, it couldn't have been more beautiful, and I keep hearing special ceremonies, special celebration for special people. They are just lovely, wonderful. It's been a good weekend. Um, I've been listening, and Sister Teague, I think you said everything that I wanted to say last night. Everything you could have said about Shay, she said it. But I've been listening, and there's a few things about this family. They're constant. They're godly. They love souls. They care about us. They bleed for us. I personally have a very special bond with each one of them, and I can't just talk about one. i got to talk about them all because they come as a a unit. Um, Pastor, your competitive spirit. Your honesty, your love for souls, that has impacted my life. It showed me what to be. You're always honest no matter what. Um, his love for us, no matter where I was on my journey with the Lord, no matter where my family is, he's never showed any condemnation to us. He's never pointed any fingers or said he was better or anything like that. He's been my pastor. I know I could probably call him at 3 a.m. and he would get up and talk to me and give me instruction on whatever I'd like. Sister Shay. I don't think that there could be a more lovely, classy, godly woman friend to me, you're so special to me. No matter what it is, you said that she's texted in the middle of the night or whatnot. No matter what I've ever asked her to do, when I think of Shay, she's a giver. She loves hard, passionately. And she gives, she's always given to my family, given to me. She's lifted me, she's cried with me, she's been there. We've had lunches, I, I just, I don't, I can't say I love you enough. I don't know how to put it in words. Tess, she texts me almost every night and tells me she's loving me and praying for me and tells me goodnight. And Emma and Abby, as soon as I walk in the door, I know I'm gonna get a hug, every service from those girls, no matter where it is. I really love this family. And I don't want to talk about the negative. And King's life wasn't a negative thing. It was a beautiful thing. But they have been the family that's been our rock through everything. Through everything. When it comes to picking out a stone, I asked Shay and she said, Heather, that amount of money is nothing in the kingdom of God. You do whatever you want. She's always seen the cup half full in every decision I've had to make. And I just love you very much.
0: Sister Heth those kind words. Sister Missy, if you would start making your way up here. I just want to remind this, maybe not remind, but shed in light to this church. Uh, we were having the conversation last night of how your pastor and, your, and his wife are safe people that you can take everything to. And I want to tell you that you're lucky as a group of people that you have pastor and his wife that are safe people that you can take your problems to your situations to and it's not going to be spread around town it's not going to be spread about the fellowship and you're not going to be examples of 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 either good or bad but the more good he will all that's that he does express is the good in each and every one of you so you have safe pastor and his wife that you can take everything to knowing with great confidence that they are looking out for your best interest and what's best for your life and you ought to be thankful for that sister missy if you'd
2: I just told sister Shay I'm going to say stupid stuff so I don't cry. And I'm just going to read from my notes. This won't stay up and I'm short. Always okay. get the job done. Okay. I'm going to start out with something that stays has stayed in my mind ever since I had my baby last year. Uh, and I always when I always think of sister Shay, I always think of this. this is how thoughtful she is and moms out there are going to know what i'm talking about because i didn't feel bad or anything like that but uh we were getting ready to go on a trip she was my baby was about two months old and sister shay stopped by before we left and she wasn't just thinking about me but she told my husband too she's like man you guys look great and i was like really she was just made sure that she wanted to tell me that i looked so great two months after giving birth to my baby And she didn't just think about me. She told my husband, too, that he looked great. And I thought, you know, that was really thoughtful because he's not any different. I mean, he might be tired, but he didn't gain weight or lose weight or anything like that. But she just, she made sure she didn't want to leave him out. Okay, I'm going to read from my phone now. Citra Shea has given me so much needed advice since being a mom. Um, Even before that, we were really, I consider her part of my family. I don't have, she's not old enough to be my mom. But she's not really, she could be my sister So I pretty much would rather call her as being like my older sister instead of my mom Even though she, you know, has taken kind of that place for me Because I don't have any family that live around here Except for my in-laws, which they, they feel in great too um, I called Sister Shay when I had that first episode of I don't know what's wrong, the baby's crying and she won't stop And I was just sobbing and sure enough She said it's going to be okay and she, she calmed me down and she gave me advice and everything was okay. She is my go-to person because just like Sister Heather said, it doesn't matter when it is, she will at least text me back or call me back or I know there's something wrong with her and I probably need to be tending finding out what's wrong with her to help take care of her if she doesn't answer me back. Uh, her cooking, she doesn't just cook great, but she'll cook you your favorite stuff. She won't just say, you know, I'm cooking so and so and so. You want to come over? It's, hey, come over and watch the Cardinals game. I'm cooking this and this and this, and I know it's your favorite. So she knows I'm not going to say no, ever. She'll always find out what your favorite thing is and cook it for you. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to cry. When Easter comes around. If I'm not out of town with my family, she always calls me even when um, Sister Priscilla was still here with us. And they would have Easter dinner with them. She always calls me and says, do you have somewhere to go? Because I want you to come and eat with us. And to her, she probably just, maybe she thinks she's just being nice, but she always includes everyone. Whether they have to find a chair from somewhere, maybe, you know, she would find a lawn chair to make sure someone can sit at her table to eat, just to make sure someone's not left out and make sure someone's included. She always knows when something can be wrong and calls. Uh, me and my friends always talk about that, where we don't even tell her about something. We could be talking about something that's going on in our lives or something bad could be going on and while it's going on like as soon as we get the news or while something's going on that phone will ring and it'll be sister Shay and she knows it's she just she knows when there's something going on and she calls and she knows exactly what to say to make us feel better she always puts others needs above her own no matter what always i've seen her so exhausted and no matter what she just makes sure she gets done what she needs to do and always puts others above her own uh, one of my favorite things about Sister Shay is that she's modest. She's a very classy example of a lady. And the youth and young ladies should look up to her as to how she acts, how she dresses, how she worships, how she's a great mother, wife, friend, and how she loves others and she's sensitive to their situations and circumstances. To me, she is superwoman. She is a definition of a superwoman. She can go with. No sleep for a really long time and make it look really good. Oh, definitely. I already already said she's always there for me no matter what time of day or night. Uh, Something that her and I have in common, which I don't know if she cares if I share this or not, is um, she always had pastors sit with the girls when they had to get their shots. And um, most of you know that I'm a nurse and I give shots probably in my sleep. And it's never bothered me. Things have never bothered me until I had a child. And I don't like to be in the room when Maddie gets her shots. Usually my husband stays with her. But one day he couldn't be there, and I didn't know what I was going to do. My mother-in-law had to work, and I was like, who am I going to call? I'm going to have to be a big girl, and I'm going to have to sit with her when she gets her shots. What am I going to do? And then I remember Sister Shay. And I texted her, and she said it will be no problem at all. And she, even though she didn't like to sit with her own kiddos when they got their shots, she came up there and sat with Maddie while she got her shots. And she's like, she did so good. And she made me feel so, so much better about it. Like I said, I know I should be okay with that, but I'm not. I'm not. Being a mom changes you. I've been learning, believe me. Uh, something else that I think of, especially recently, is when Sister Shay sings a solo, how she gets down off the platform. And she starts walking the aisles like Sister Priscilla did. And I, it reminds me of her so much. And I know that she looked up to her and she was a great mentor to her. And what I feel, I miss that feeling so much of Sister Priscilla walking the aisles and singing. And when Sister Shay does that, I feel that feeling again. And it's so nice. Sorry, I'm just being transparent. I, just, I love Sister Shay, and I love that she can minister with her music like that. She is a true lady. She's a faithful friend no matter what. She's honest. She's going to tell you the truth, and that's what you want. You want to know the truth, whether it hurts you, whether it's what you want to hear or not. She has such a a big heart and such a small body. I know everybody's making comments about that, but it's hard to imagine that she could love so much in such a small body there. This family is real. What you see is what you get. The girls are so important to me. They know how to brighten any day. I love you girls. And Maddie loves you too. She gets so excited when she sees y'all. I'm so thankful that they were placed in my life. Or that I was placed in theirs, however we want to want to put that, because I moved down here. I hope that when I moved that I would have leaders that loved people. I didn't and didn't hold back when it comes to preaching the truth, because we need to hear that. And I don't want pastor to hold back when he preaches the truth, and that's what he gives us. And I'm so thankful for that that he doesn't sugarcoat it, and you know doesn't hold back, you know, being afraid to offend someone, because this is what we need. We need to hear the truth. I'm thankful that he loves us enough to preach the truth and the word, because like he says, the word works. Love y'all.
0: Amen. <laughs> Sister, Sister Sheila, if you'd begin to make your way up here. Sister Sheila is kind of like a a fourth daughter, and she's like the... The big protective sister, these three little girls. And, and I tell you, there's nothing that brings greater joy to a pastor and his family than to make sure that their kids are loved in the church. And I know their kids are loved in this church. And we see that all the time how this church loves these three little girls. And it's hard not to, but they'll need even a little bit more protecting now that little Tess is now a teenager. So, got to protect her from them boys. So, help them out there, give them some support.
3: I tend to ramble, so I wrote down my stuff and what I'm going to say. This is, wow. Sister Shay is the person I want to be when I grow up. Wow. And you are my mom, you know? And uh, I don't care. Who knows it? (laughs) And um, I love to get her laughing. I love to tell her jokes because her laugh just makes me laugh. It's so distinct. And I know she doesn't like it very much, but I love her laugh so much. And... uh, I know when I'm having a bad day, I can always count on calling her and getting cheered up. I remember one night I was having a bad night, and I don't even know how she knew, how she even knew I was having a bad night, but she calls me, and she just starts singing on the phone. And instantly, I'm just, instantly, I'm cheered up. She always knows what song to sing to me. Uh, She's my favorite singer ever since I've been here. And uh, since I saw her, Very, very pregnant at Youth Convention one year on the piano, singing. Ever since then, she's been my favorite. She gives her all to God when she sings. I love how she plays the piano with her whole body, and she just starts rocking it out every time. I love that. And she goes out of her way to make everyone around here feel so special. And she never forgets to give God all the glory, no matter what. In every situation, God gets the glory for it every time. And she reminds me of that, that God is is number one and I need to put him first. She loves our church and she feels every single heartache we feel. She feels everything, every emotion we feel. She rejoices when we rejoice. And I lost my place. I've been so lucky and blessed to be able to have her and her fantastic family in my life. Um, she's my role model and the godly example that I follow. And when I get off track, she's real quick to pull me back on it. So is Pastor. She feeds me when I'm hungry and when I'm not. <laughs> and I love her more than, than any words can say. I, there's just no words. I love you so much. I lost my place again. <laughs> Her girls are my favorite little ladies. I don't know where I would be without without my little girls. There's only one in here right now, so I'll look at you. Tess, you're my, you're my Tess. I love you so much. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I can be in some bad moods, and I get in some bad ones. And all the... <laughs> And all they have to do, I just have to spend five minutes with them and instantly. I'm just in a better mood. And I can't go without saying something about my pastor. He's the guy, when I first got here, who the new girl to Pentecost, by the way, who would jump on pews and give me a little shower because I sat on the front row. And he didn't scare me away, even when he referred to me as Tina. In front of the whole church when he prayed for me, <laughs> I decided to stay. And you became my favorite preacher, and you still are my favorite preacher. And he's, of course, my favorite pastor. I've been here. I realized I, I came right after you did. And you've always been my pastor. And I wouldn't want it any other way. I, I just, you can't get much better than Pastor Sharon. And I don't want to I don't want to find out because he's my he's my favorite and I'm pretty much gonna follow him if he goes anywhere, by the way. (laughs) I love these five people with my whole heart and I couldn't ask for a better pastor and family. He's been my pastor and like I said, my favorite preacher since I've been here, and no matter what, he will always be my pastor. I love you guys so much.
0: Thank you, Sister Holligan, if you would begin to make your way up here. One thing I've already noticed, which I was not surprised at all by, but the words are easy to say. The compliments have been easy to, to bring forth into this great couple today. It's easy to speak good words to good people, and I've seen the heartfelt comments bring forth, and I know many more could be said. We could spend the rest of the day just talking about this wonderful couple and their family and could not even begin to tap the surface of every wonderful thing that they mean to each and every one of us. Sister Holligan.
4: Well, I was hoping that it wouldn't be this morning that I'd have to get up here because Brother Magruder knows that I'm not I am not a people person. I've always been around children. I love children. But anyway, when Brother Sharon asked me if I would do this, I told him yes. And then after that, I've got so nervous because I cannot stand before people. I just, And uh, I've not got the confidence like Sister Shea has. But anyway, I come this morning... I'm the, one of the elders, these younger women has got up here and talked about youth and people, what Sister Shay is, but I'm one of the older ones, I'm one of the mothers in the church, and I have become Sister Shay's spiritual mother, not her natural mother, she's here today, and she has good things to say about her mother, and she says she, I remind her her mother, so I count it good today that she considers me like her mother. So she took me as her mother in the church, but first of all, I want to respect Brother Sharon. He's my fourth pastor. I've always learned to respect my pastors. I've had the older ones. He's my youngest ones because, so they have become like my children. My children, three of them are older than they are. So they are my children, but he is my pastor. He is Brother Donald Sharon. He's not Donald. He's brothers sharing to me. I do call Sister Shay, Sister Shay. And uh, because I respect her for that, because she's younger, but I want these people to know that I love them today. I stand with them. I work with Sister Shay, whatever she calls me to do. If I got the ability and the talent and God's not going to ask me to do anything, she may, that I can't do. <laughs> but, <laughs> But anyway, I respect her. I love her as my pastor's wife. We do work together. She has come to my house. She loves chili and peanut butter sandwiches. So anyway, I've learned her. She calls me, and I'll tell you all one thing. Over her young people, she's like a mother hen over these young people. You do not say anything about them, you don't disrespect them. If they fail, she knows they're young and she is going to pray for them. She loves her young people. And I know that because we come to the, and I, we are, she is our leader over the prayer ladies. We are some of the prayer ladies. Some of us, you know, come to prayer meeting on Tuesday morning. There's not very many now that comes. There's other ones out here that praise. But anyway, when she first started, she was really intimidated. She just was, and we told her that she wasn't Sister Magruder, Brother Magruder. She wasn't Sister Magruder, and we didn't expect her to be Sister Magruder. She was Sister Shay and she was her own person, and she had to be her own person. And we have respected her for that because she has become stronger. You can tell a difference in her spiritual walk because she's not intimidated with us. She knows we love her. But anyway, I want to say something about Brother Sharon today, because I love him. When he first come to Kenneth, I brought my grandson to school. He went to the academy, and I didn't know him, you know, and didn't know what he drove, and we started a school, and I always come around the north, to go around the south bypass to bring my grandson to school. This person was in a Jeep, and boy, he was speeding, And he went, this car was in front of him. Well, he decided he'd go around on the right-hand side. And plus that, there was another road, you know, that cars come come out. And I told my son, little grandson, I said, who is that stupid person driving that Jeep? (laughs) Little did I know, he turns to come to the school and me right behind him. So here he parks and I said, oh, Jeremy. That is Brother Sharon. <laughs> so, I'm sure my grandson told him what I said, but, but later I did too. Because I'm older, I felt like I could save, and he knows me, I'm going to save what's on my mind. And uh, I told him, I said, you don't do that here in Kennett. And, uh, Of course, you just got two lanes, so you got to do one or the other. But truly, I had been, I had been doing that. I kind of drive probably like him. But anyway, my husband had read in the newspaper that they were going to start giving you fines if they caught you doing that. So I really thought I was helping him out to let him know. So that's how I kind of got acquainted with him to tell him my mind when I, when I wanted to. <laughs> But he also would tell me his if he wanted to. So I may tell that on him, but I respect him as a pastor today, and they have not changed from the day that they came here. They are living the same today as they was when they came. I respect them, I love them, and as I said, Sister Shea, we worked the ladies auxiliary together. and. she can call me when she's not going to be here at prayer meeting, and I try my best to be here. If she's going to be late, I unlock the door for her. But uh, I'm a person, I want her to count on me if she can, because I want to do all I can do for our church and our family. And uh, we do make fried pies. Well, Sister Wilma Butler and I usually do the pie dough the night before. Sister Shay said, well, I'll help, I'll help. She's not even tall enough to stand by the cabinet and roll that pie dough and <laughs> fix it for her. And I thought, how are you gonna do this when you ain't even tall enough? <laughs> so, but anyway, I just wanna say today, Sister Shay, I appreciate you, I love you. And she knows how to pray. She knows uh, to work with the church, but she also loves laughter. When the ladies would go to ladies' retreat, when she would sing and pray. But listen, she was ready to come back to that motel room, get in the middle of the bed, and ha- have fun and laugh. So I love a person like that that can be spiritual minded, but also love to laugh. And so I want to say I love both of y'all today.
0: Thank you, Sister Holligan. There's going to be more of that tonight. We're, we'll have more letters and more people expressing their gratitude tonight. Amen. We look forward to that continuing on. Amen. If our ushers would get ready to come at this time, we're going to hear it. In the morning. Amen. I always enjoy hearing Sister Shay minister in song. She doesn't just sing, but she ministers. The great anointing that is upon her life, it has blessed my life many times. Amen. And I could just sit back. And just listen to her sing and be satisfied many times. But I'm glad that she is the first lady of this church. This church is tremendously blessed by her. And we want her to sing at this time whatever the Lord has laid upon her heart.
5: I love the Lord so much. He's so good. And uh, as I reflect back, I can't keep the tears from falling. And this has been so wonderful. Um, I'll try to write out everything that I need to say to thank everybody because I'm not good at remembering things but I was brother Magruder I was remembering back special landmark 10 years and I remember the very first time I ever walked into this building I walked in that door and there were women up here praying I mean they were getting with it not everybody was praying but there was women up here praying and you could feel something when you walked into the house of God And I remember the very first song I ever sang here, and I'm going to sing it today because it truly is my testimony about our God. He's been faithful. We don't understand everything that happens in life, but He still is faithful.
6: In my moments of fear Through every pain Every tear, there's a God who's been faithful to me. With my strength, it was all gone. With
7: you for your faithfulness father thank you lord you're so faithful take a moment let us pause and reflect upon the faithfulness of god and let us rejoice again at his faithfulness i thank you father for your faithfulness god i pray that you would show yourself faithful today to those that are here hurting and hungry and hopeless show yourself faithful show yourself faithful faithful I pray and believe that you will in Jesus' name. A faithful God. A faithful God. So thankful for his faithfulness. Thank you, Sister Shay, for that great song. Sister Shay is faithful. Faithfully anointed. I'm thankful for the anointing of God that's upon our life. This church is faithful. We have a great body of believers that call Kenneth First United Pentecostal Church their home. I just want to pause for just a moment in the midst of this time of celebration and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Words are not sufficient to express my appreciation for all that you have done. The magnitude of work that has been accomplished over the course of the last several days is amazing and I'm grateful for all of the efforts that were made to make this the successful weekend that it has been. I've been deeply touched, honored, and blessed by everything that's been done and everything that's been said. And I thank you for your faithfulness. This is a great church. I think you ought to give yourselves a hand. You are an awesome body of believers. And I'm blessed, along with my family to say that we are privileged to pastor you. We're thrilled that you're here today to celebrate this wonderful and momentous occasion. We are so thankful that each of you are here. It's a delight to have visiting with us today, Jess Coleman. Jess, so glad you're here. Aaron's dad, honored to have you. He comes to greet you. So thankful that you are here. God bless you, Uncle Jim. So thankful you're sharing it with us.
8: Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. What an honor to be a part of this momentous occasion. I'll tell you, uh, I listened to everything that's being said. Now, you've got to understand I've known him from the cradle, and not only have I known him from the cradle, but uh, I've known him as his pastor and watched him grow up in his adolescent years and into his teen years and watched him fall in love and get married And I can tell you one thing, everything that has been said about him is not facade, it's real, and it's genuine. But the thing that I thought most was the old saying that is the apple never falls far from the tree. And uh, most of you did not know his father that well, but uh, his father was a very outstanding man. And um, in fact, he served as my youth minister for a period of time, and he undoubtedly was one of the most effective youth ministers that I've ever had. He has the same tenacity and drive and diligence and, and uh, concern as what Brother Don and Brother Sharon does. Amen. You know, when the, the boys were born, my sister um, came to me and asked me, what do you want them to call you? And we talked about it, and I said, Mom, they're uncles, so let them call me Uncle Jim." It was really astonishing through the district when they'd walk up and call me Uncle Jim. You'd see the looks on people's face when they, they would do that. But I am their Uncle Jim. But I can tell you one thing. They never, ever disrespected me. They treated me with uh, respect and love. And uh, I, I have a sister here that I love dearly. And a lot of people think she's my date when we're out. And uh, I couldn't find a better-looking date if I was going to do it. But I can tell you one thing. She has never, ever referred to me other than Brother Manning. When we're at socials, when we're on family vacation, it, I have never had her referred to me any other way than Brother Manning. And I thought about that, the heritage that uh, Brother Don has had over the years of a tremendous family and, and the respect and the love, and, and then for him to find such a quality young lady to become his meet. And, uh, you know, the, when the Bible talks about the um, man having a help meet, it's not a mate, it's a meat. And uh, that word means making up for which uh, he lacketh. And um, Sister Shea has definitely been a help meet. To know her is to absolutely love her. Amen. And uh, that's a fact. I can't tell you how many years I pastored her, but I can tell you one thing. She was a joy to pastor. She has not changed one bit. She was faithful, and uh, I can tell you one thing. I have missed her on that piano many, many, many times. She has a sensitivity to the spirit that knows just the right song to sing, when to bring it in at the right time. You folks are blessed to have quality people as your leadership. And uh, I'm not saying that because I'm expected to say it. I'm saying it because I am honest in what I am declaring. They are outstanding couple. And they have yet to reach their peak of what God has got in store for them. And uh, I believe that we ought to claim the promises of God. Amen. And uh, just a lot has been said, but I can tell you one thing. Everything that has been said is true and uh, i couldn't add to any more than what has been said other than the fact that i kind of an honor for him to be my nephew i kind of an honor to to be able to be a little bit of the part in his ministry and i believe without a shadow of a doubt that there is greater things ahead and i thank god for what he's not only done but for what he's going to do i feel revival here today i feel revival in this place here today and uh, i I believe with all my heart, God has been faithful. He will continue to be faithful. And let's just keep claiming the promises of God. And Brother Don, Sister Shea, God bless you. We love you with all of our hearts. Thank you for allowing us to be here. It's good to see Brother Magruder. This man has been a friend to me. And uh, he has stood with me and been faithful. Brother Magruder, good be with you. And I'm looking forward to the anointed preaching of my good friend, Brother Clark. God bless you. Amen.
7: We are honored and blessed to have the man of God for this service and the service tonight. The anointed oracle of heaven will break bread to us today. In 1982, your pastor walked into a youth convention where the speaker was the same speaker that we have to preach his 10th anniversary service. That youth convention, that changed and altered a young man's life. The next year, he preached a youth camp. And I can tell you today that the youth camp that he preached impacted my life in such a way that I believe were it not for that message, that youth camp, that I wouldn't stand in this pulpit today. I believe that's the impact and influence that over 30 years ago, this man's ministry made in my life. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to have Reverend Keith Clark to come and to preach our 10-year pastoral anniversary at Kennett, Missouri. Would you welcome the Holy Ghost, the man of God, Keith Clark. God bless you, Brother Clark.
9: Go ahead, let's keep clapping. Would you do that with all your might? Clap your hands to the Lord. Come on, let's rejoice. Really clap, everybody, with all your might. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Let's magnify the Lord together. What a, what a joy of mine to be here in Kennett, Missouri. I've wanted to come here a long time. And uh, timing is everything. It's just right. Uh, something about uh, 10th anniversaries. Uh, there's certain, every anniversary really is important. But there are anniversaries along the way that seemingly stand out And uh, that's why I'm so honored to be here on this 10th anniversary That I, I am extremely honored to be here with this great church And uh, to be here with your incredible pastor and his wonderful wife These are two beautiful people Amen And uh, they have a beautiful spirit inside heard the one sister say uh, about Sister Sharon that she's a giver You'll find in life that generally people can divide it into two divisions uh, Takers and givers And it's it's very evident You're around these two just a short while And you know exactly where they fit They're givers They, They love to give And they love this church And I thank God I feel at home Because I love being around a church that loves God Loves the word and loves their pastor and their way, and I believe this church is that way. You're an honored people to uh, have such a great pastor and a wonderful wife. I travel all over America, generally somewhere new every week. I rub shoulders with what you would say uh, in the modern vernacular the great ones of Pentecost. And I assure you that all it takes is five minutes in the presence of Brother Sharon. And you know you're standing with one of the great ones. You're a blessed people. There are churches all over America give anything to have them, but you have. Aren't you glad they're here? Aren't you glad God sent them here? Amen. These are two incredible people. You can feel it. And I'll have more to say tonight. I love them. I appreciate them. And I love what they do for God. Bishop, I've always honored you. And it's, it's a great thing to be here with you. And to the men of God that I've known for many years, I I thank God for them. Amen. God's good, isn't He? Yes. I'll quickly get in the Word, but recently I was in a crusade uh, and flew in Saturday, pre-sentence once night, leaving out Monday. And in the night, an angel came in my room and I felt him touch my shoulder and waken me. I'd been asleep about two hours. And I heard... The voice speak in the night, in the dead of night, an area code and a phone number. And spoke it four times. And I said to the angel, I have it. I went back to sleep a couple hours later. I felt the hand gently shaking my shoulder again. And spoke the same area code, same phone number. And it did it another time. And then about five o'clock in the morning, it gently awakened me again. Gave me the same area code, same phone number. And so I knew that I had to call that number. I'll never forget it. Still got it right now in my mind. I'll remember for eternity. So when I landed, I told my wife, get your cell phone out and make a call. Make a block call. And I gave her the number. She called and they didn't receive block calls. I said, here we go. So I got my speech together. I told my, uh, as you know, I'm a Pentecostal evangelist. God gave me this number out of the clear blue. And I'm calling you to tell you about God and the church and I was going to give him everything in that one call. When I made the call, something happened in those next 20 minutes that is one of the most impacting things that's ever happened in my life. I was so stunned, so shocked to hear the voice on the other end of that line and to watch God work, probably one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. Since I've been in the church I said all that for a reason And we're going to read scripture God's got everybody's number He's got everybody's number He knows right where you are What you're going through He knows right where I am What I'm going through And I'm going to say to all the young people Who really mean a lot to me Though I'm older, gray-headed I still have such an affinity for the young people. You, 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 you haven't crossed some bridges yet. But trust me, what God is putting in you in these services and through your pastor and his wife, there are going to come times down the road you're going to look back when those stormy winds are ripping your world apart. You're going to feel the anchor of the church and of the ministry. And you're going to say, Oh God, I'm glad I wasn't out there running around with the world. But I'm glad I was in here being a part of something that's real for eternity. Trust me, young people. It's just words to you now. But you'll understand. It's coming. The storms will come. And you'll thank God for the church. And you'll thank God for the pastor and his wonderful wife and the bishop. You'll thank God that you're a part of this. Can I hear an amen from the saints that have gone through it? And know that God will bring you through it. Would you give the Lord a hand clap everybody all over the building? Come on. God's a good God. I said come on. God's a good God. I'm reading from Ephesians, thank you for standing, and uh, I'm reading from Ephesians, the fifth chapter, 22nd verse. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to come to share with you and these people this blessing that I am receiving. 22nd verse, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body therefore as the church is subject unto Christ so let wives be to their own husbands in everything husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it even as the Lord the church For we are members of his body Of his flesh and of his bones For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother And shall be joined unto his wife And they too shall be one flesh This is a great mystery But I speak concerning Christ and the church This is a great mystery but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife, even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband. I am going to minister for just a short while. I'm not a long preacher. When a preacher, I don't preach long. But I am going to preach on this thought. All of this for a bride. All of this. For a bride. And for those of you that are married, if you will, for a moment, recount that moment when you, your eyes laid upon the one that you felt would eventually be your mate. And, and remember that feeling. That moment when you said, I want to marry her. I want to marry him. And you, you, love took you over. I want you to remember that. And remember that moment. And for those of you that it will come. It will be a moment you'll never forget. We said, I'm going to be married to that one," And then somehow I want you to relate that. To God Almighty. When he laid his eyes on you. And he fell so in love with you. Even before the foundation of the world. And you'll understand this message. When you can look at it in that way. All of this. For a bride God is an emotional God He is a romantic God You can see that in the scripture And he loves us More than we can ever imagine And I pray before This this service is over That you'll have a deeper Love for God than you ever have If you don't have the Holy Ghost That God will fill you with the Holy Ghost That you'll know The power of God's spirit God's real isn't he isn't God real? How many glad you feel God moving in your soul and in your spirit? Where it's appropriate, reach over and lay your hand on the shoulder, plead the blood of the Lamb. Our pastor's going to pray, but I want to hear you pray. Pray for one another right now. Ask God to move and touch us all.
7: God, your word will go forth. It's anointed. The man of God is anointed. We pray, God, for our hearts that you would grant us the ability to receive and respond and be bettered by your word. God, your spirit is going to speak with such authority and power and we are going to respond and be bettered by it. And we thank you and praise you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Praise. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord and rejoice.
9: Go ahead, church. Rejoice. 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 God is good to us. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. In my early ministry, the Lord began to deal with me concerning America. And the things that He began to tell me in prayer and visions and dreams stunned me. Uh, It was almost more than my flesh could take. And God began to say to me, the America that you love you will see shocking things in your later life. It is going to change dramatically. It will change culturally, politically, economically. And God began to tell me the things that would come and things that would happen. And uh, I began to minister that. It was not well received. Nobody could believe what I was telling them. And so I began to draw back from it because people were too happy with the status quo. Nothing will ever change. But 9-11 changed all of that. After 9-11, people began to realize we're living in an insecure world, a shifting world, that things are happening in our lifetime that we never dreamed that we would ever see. And in all that God began to speak to me about, there was one of them that I did not realize that it was going to be such an attack on. I knew that the family structure was going to come under an insidious attack of hell. But I did not dream that I would live to see the day that my own government would turn on marriage of one man and one woman. I never ever comprehended that I would live to see a day when there would be such an onslaught against marriage. And I'm telling you, it's from hell. And there's a reason for that, because the marriage of one man and one woman is the representative in the world of how God feels about His church. And as I see these spirits being unleashed in America, and this insidious attack upon marriage, it's hell's one last shake of a fist. In the face of God Almighty, saying, I know you're coming back for the church. I know that church is soon going to be with you. But I'm going to slap you as hard as I can with homosexuality. Come on, with infidelity. I'm going to move against you and I'm going to turn the world against you. But let the church rise up in the Holy Ghost and shake her fist. Come on, somebody. Don't sit there today and not be a part of what I'm going to preach. Shake your fist in the face of hell and say, I'm not going down. I will not be defeated there will be a church that is righteous and holy we will stand for marriage no matter what our government does, one man and one woman, somebody preach with me now, I won't hell to know, we're not throwing in the towel, we're gonna leave out of here triumphant come on, we're gonna leave out of here shouting and praising our God, somebody help me, at the sound of the trumpet. There's going to be a victorious church that the church shout amen. And so God began to deal with me. This is something new that I've not had very long. I read to you from Ephesians, the fifth chapter, but I'm going to be preaching this morning out of Genesis, the 24th chapter. I believe though it is many hundreds and hundreds and millennia ago, I believe it is very relevant for our day. There was an elder patriarch by the name of Abraham. He knew that life was dwindling away and didn't have long. He had a 40-year-old son, a man by the name of Isaac that did not have a wife. He began to feel the pressure of that of time that was running out in his life. I've got to get a bride. I've got to get a bride. I must get a bride for my son. Now I feel that same pressure. People wonder why ministers preach the way we do. Why we give ourselves so much. It's not the time of age. But it's the, it's the age in which we live. It's the pressure of the time of this age. That is is telling us, we've got to get a bride. We've got to preach. The church has got to have revival. We must awaken. I don't know if you can feel it or not, but it's with me. I feel it morning, noon, and night. I feel it waking me in the night. This is no time for status quo. We can't just have regular church. The pressure of this hour is telling us we must arise now. We've Got to have revival now. We've had it before, but we've got to have it like never before. Something has got to happen. Help me now. In our spirit that will awaken us and say, I've got to be a soul winner. I've got to see a move of God. God's got to help us. I'm going to make this statement as I get into the heart of the message. We're having a 10th anniversary. We are celebrating the ministry of a very great man of God and his precious wife. What is the bottom line of all this? This building, this lovely building, amen. And 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 all of you that are here, why do we do this? Why are we going through this? Why are we celebrating a 10th anniversary? Is it only about the pastor and his wife? Is it only about you or I? The bottom line is no. Everything that we do is pointing to God Almighty. This man of God, you that are here. Our singers, our musicians, our offering, all that we do. Come on, folks. we got to keep this in perspective. Thank God for why we're here celebrating this. But it's a purpose behind it. It's to give glory to God. It's to have a church ready. Come on. For the sound of the trumpet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to get this fresh anew. I'm here for one purpose. That's for God. And to praise Him. And to magnify Him. And to Hear him say hallelujah Well done thy good and faithful servant Come on, come on folks Let's get everything focused now And let's realize why we're having this anniversary Why God sent this man here Why you're sitting on the pews It's not about us, it's about him Abraham called his favorite and faithful servant and said, you've got to go. And you've got to find my son, a wife. And he said, I don't want her from among the Canaanites. They, they're pagans and they don't want God and don't need God. I want you to go back to my bloodline. Go back to where I came from, to my family. And find uh, my son, a wife. I, I, want her, I want her to come. And this is what he said. What if I go and she will not come? What do I do? Amen. Do I take your son back? And he says what he said emphatically twice. No. This bride must make up her mind that she's coming here that she's coming out we're not going back we will not return I'm telling you when you get in the church and you have left the drugs and the alcohol and the, come on, and the bondage of this world there is nothing in this Bible that gives us permission to go back but the bride must come here if you're going to make it and you're going to survive you've got to cut loose from the old line from the old life. you got to settle it in your spirit. I want to live for God and I'm not turning back. I feel like I'm preaching to some that are sitting on the borderline. You better make up your mind in this hour. There's no turning back. There's no going back. This bride, help me now. This bride has got to make up her mind. I'm coming out. I'm going to make that trip. I'm coming to it. Abraham established that in the beginning. There was something that occurred that you might remember well. The servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham. Abraham told him to do it. This is euphemism. And I'm going to be discreet as I can concerning this. But an in-depth study will let you know why he put his hand under the thigh. Euphemism. It was another way of saying of reproduction. That when you find this bride, understand this, there will be children. There was a covenant between God and Abraham of his seed would be as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the sea. I'm going to tell you, honey, wherever the church is and there is a bride there will be revival when there is not revival that is not the church did you hear me wherever God's people gather in his name somebody's going to be healed somebody's going to receive the Holy Ghost help me now somebody's going to be delivered oh don't sit there on the pew and not in a part of it I'm telling you if you are in the church there will There will be a revival in your church, in your home. Help me now and in your life. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody shout to God. There is a covenant. He loaded up ten camels. You'll find out in just a little while why there was ten. It wasn't just because of all the jewels and provision for the trip. There was something significant in that tin. And when he plotted out and plotted this trip, he began to realize that uh, this is going to take some time. You go in that journey and you study from where Abraham was back to his old home. It was not an easy road. It was not paved superhighway. It had valleys. It had hills. Night and day. It had dry times. There was a desert. There was all of the marauding uh, uh, armies that would come against you, thieves and robbers. But I'm telling you something He made up his mind from the beginning I will complete this mission I'm going to make this trip When I have studied that trip that he went somehow I think of God coming down to this earth robed in flesh The journey that he made to find you and I at the well of life I don't know how much you appreciated or think about it but I thank God that he left that great world in heaven and he came Came down robed in the flesh and he walked among us come on hallelujah and all the powers of hell could not stop him because he was looking for a bride and all that he went through is the reason why that you're sitting on this pew right now and there should be an intensity and a praise in every one of our hearts saying thank you God thank you God thank you Lord That you starred yourself in the heavens Came down to this world Faced the devils of hell Hung on the cross Buried in the grave And rose again For a bride All of this For a bride He loves his bride And will do anything for her You may be seated It took him a time, that entourage and those ten camels laden with jewels. And as he began to draw there to the close of the journey, he suddenly realized how daunting this task really was. It wasn't just in the journey to get there, but when you get there, how are you going to know who the bride really is? It's one thing to say, I'm going to go find the most beautiful woman. Or the wealthiest. Under all the different circumstances. But he realized that ain't going to work here. And he prayed. Thank God for prayer. Don't ever underestimate prayer. Though it sounds trite to some to say prayer, God answers prayer. He really does. When he began to look at this mission of finding a bride, he prayed. Help me, God. In this city, how in the world can I know who the bride really is? And he set up some stipulations. He said, let her come to this well. and Let her come now of that family. And, oh, God, when she sees me and I ask for a drink, let her recognize my thirst and let her answer not only to you, But to your ten camels also Let me know this woman That won't go part of the way But will go beyond the call of duty Let me understand Who this bride is That will not only meet with me at the well And will answer my thirst But will be willing to say I'm going to take the time To put in effort That's not asked of me You ask of this I'm going further I'm going to tell you about this bride Honey, she's gonna go further than you could ever imagine to please. Come on, her God. I'm uh, oh, I, I finally have learned to know everybody sitting on the pew ain't in the bride, but you watch and it'll soon be evident who the bride really is. Out of the multitude, out of the number, somebody's got their hands in the air, somebody's worshiping, somebody's dancing, somebody's praying. Come on now. Somebody's telling the pastor, whatever you want, I'm ready to do it. Come on, let's get it. Let's have revival. Let's have a move of God. Come on, folks. I'm feeling the pressure of the hour. We've got to have revival. I don't know how to preach a pretty sermon. I don't know how to get up here and just take up time. I'm living on the cusp of one of the greatest moves of God I've ever known. And on the very, very sure soon coming of Jesus Christ. And I feel the pushback of the flesh saying, I don't want to go that far. I don't want to do all that. I want to stay right where I am. I will to live just like I'm living. And I feel that pushback. And I keep praying. God, send the bride. Awaken your church. Awaken sinners. Let them come out of the world of drugs. Let them come out of alcohol. And to in bondage, let us find the bride. Oh my God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Somebody ought to get the Holy Ghost while I'm preaching. Somebody shout amen. I'm already discerning here. All it takes is this kind of anointing. And look across an audience. And you can see it. Brother Clark, I've heard enough preaching to get me in heaven but i still got my eyes on hell because I'm a party, party, party. And I'm going to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. Can't be in the bride and live that kind of a life. (sighs) She came to the well. Kind of reminds me of Jesus and the woman Samaritan woman at the well. He being wearied with his journey sat on the well waiting on her to come out. I'm going to tell you something. I'm looking at some of you, and my God, you're like an open book. It's been a long road God's been after you. Why are you fighting him? You think I'm kidding, don't you? Oh, no. It's like an open book. I can walk right down here and tell you exactly the color of your dress, tell you exactly the color of your shirt. I can feel it in this building, and I can see it on you. And God, you know what God finally is going to do? He's going to say, I've gone far enough. This journey's in right here. I'm going to sit right here on this well. And if you won't ever last in life, come on out. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I'm looking for a bride. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what the situation is. Come on out. I'm at the well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. It's at this well of living water. You're going to know the power of the new birth. Oh my God, somebody shout amen. Folks, can you feel it in the building? Don't you feel His glory? How many want to be a part of that bride? We need a revival in Kennett, Missouri. We need it right now. 10th anniversary. We need a move of God in this house. I've come here to say, I've come to pay respects and honor to my pastor. I have too. But there's a higher power that he's pointing to. He's saying, don't look at me. Look at him. He's done all this. When she came, he said, could I have some water to drink? She said, yes. And I'll take care of the camels too. Let me tell you something. Feed one thirsty man is something. Feed ten thirsty camels. That really is something. That's going out of your way. That's with a made up mind. That's not just sitting there on the fence. And saying maybe, maybe not. I'll be in a while and out a while. Uh -uh. No honey, that's commitment. That's saying I sense something is happening here today. At this well. Long journey. Brought him to the well. Same with Christ. When she did this, he began to give her jewels that were packed away. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me express something to you. We want all God has without any commitment. But the moment you cross that line and totally sell out, God starts unpacking. <laughs> You may not see it in the beginning. But honey, I tell people everywhere I go. When they're shouting, speaking in tongues for the first time. I said, I'm going to blow your mind. But this is only the beginning. You ain't seen nothing yet. You think this feels good? You just wait down the road. God's going to blow your mind. It's going to get better and better and better. Come on church. Preach with this evangelist. My God, when you get the Holy Ghost... There's something that happens in your spirit. You take care of God. God's going to take care of you. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so he starts unpacking. And he starts putting these jewels on her. And then this is how it progresses folks. It don't stay at church. If you're really going to be the bride, and you're really in truth, this is going to go home. Oh, getting a little quiet now. I'd say amen here. I'd praise here. But I live in hell at home. Uh -uh. Honey, you take this heaven, and you take it home with you. Uh, come on now Come on We're, we're going we're, we're to knock the devil down here For just a few minutes Come on Preach with me I don't preach long Preach with me now We're going to let the devil know What I feel here I'm going to feel there I'm tired of demons in my house Driving my kids crazy I'm tired of spirits Attacking my mind I'm going home with angels today I'm walking through the front door And the devil's running out the back I'm going in dancing I'm going in shouting I'm going in. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody needs to tell God. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till you get to my house. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. You may be seated. See, devil let you have church at church, but he ain't going to let you have church at home. He said, that's my turf. That's, 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 my, that's my playhouse. I'm going to make cousins wives fight and fuss. I'm going to turn children against the parents. I ain't going to let no peace be there. I'm going to tell you, the bride knows how to take what they get at the well and say, come on. You ain't seen nothing yet. Come home. Come home. You come home. You gonna hear some worship. You gonna hear some praise. Come on home. I took care of the camels now, but you come to my house. We got enough there to take care of them there. Come on somebody. You need to tell God, come on home. Now, I got a warning for you. You don't know me. I'm an easy-go guy, really. You may not believe that, but I am. And I never get mad. I don't get mad at people. I never do. I never get disgusted with people. Because I know grace goes a long way. But I'm going to warn you something. God and your pastor and preachers are not your enemy. And when you feel your flesh bristling... And you feel it beginning to repulse what you're hearing. Look out. Because there's a devil done slipped up on your shoulder. And he's whispering in your ear. And he's telling you, you don't have to believe what you're hearing. You don't have to have this. That's too fanatical. You don't have to have a light change like that. But I'm telling you, he's lying to you. He's lying to you. This Holy Ghost, this new birth, this baptism in Jesus' name, come on. It'll wash your life clean. It'll change you inside and out. It'll make you wake up in the morning saying, This is the day that the Lord hath made. Come on, y'all. We're talking about God. We're talking about a bride. Y'all won't revival. I can't hear you. Y'all won't revival. I still can't hear you. Do y'all want revival? Maybe may be seated. Pastor Sharon, I haven't been with you long, but you're one of the finest men I have ever met, bar none. This ain't just about you. It's the why you are who you are. God called you. His hand is on you. That's all I got to do is walk into your presence and I can feel the presence of God. The bottom line is how you live And that's what God loves about you You're a man after God's own heart I speak the truth and lie not Sir, God is with you You stay with God I feel revival in Kent, Missouri I feel something stirring I feel a fire I feel the glory I feel the anointing I feel the presence I sense it church You have a great history But my God Somebody rise up and say Let's go. Let's have it. God's got more. I want it all. I want to be in the bride. How about you? All right, now move quickly. Move quickly. You may be seated. They go home. There were two personalities distinct that said, God is in this. When they heard the story, Rebecca's brother. And her daddy said, God is in this. This is God. There's no denying it. God has done this. And then he began to distribute jewels. Now this is what shocks me about a service. There are people saying, I know this is God. I feel God. I feel his touch. I feel his presence. The way the singers sing. Oh, by the way, singers, you are very blessed. You are anointed people. The way the musicians, oh musicians, by the way, you're very accomplished and very anointed. Each and every one of you. My God, you can feel it in this house. You'd have to be, come on, you'd have to be blind and came here to say, I can't feel God. He's here. Everything in you saying, this is God. I feel God. I feel it in the singing. I feel it in the worship. I feel it in the preaching. I feel God in this place. Then God takes His mercy and He begins to distribute it. People begin to feel His mercy and grace. You hear me now? Listen to me. God begins to move among the visitors and among the backsliders and the lukewarm and begins to touch the saints and everybody knows God is in the house. So, have a feast. <clears throat> they all sat down at the feast. They're partying. And at the end of that, that faithful servant stands up and says, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done, for all of this. Thank you for this anniversary. Thank you for everything. God, that's how God is about this, folks. He don't take this lightly. That's how come his grace is here because he loves this man and that precious wife of his and he loves you. Dad, can have all of this. I'm on a mission. I got a purpose. I'm going home. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. This is home. Ain't this fun? Aren't you enjoying this? I got to go home. We're leaving out in the morning. And this is what they did. No. You can't come here like this and leave the next morning. No. We will not endure this. And this is the scripture. Wait two days. Wait two days. And watch it. They shift. Wait ten days. That's how the devil does it. Just wait a little while. We're having too much fun. Just wait a little longer. And then he extends it. He does that to the sinner. You don't have to get saved now. And when you hear that today's the day of salvation, oh, that that that's not real. That's not for you. You got longer. Two days. And then he says to the flesh, no, ten days. And then he drags it out till it's a lifetime. And you never made the commitment. You never crossed over though you knew it was God. You know what happens now? She had not opened her mouth yet. In the middle of all this, they said, go get Rebecca. Bring her in here. They go get her and bring her in. Stand her before her mom and daddy and say, this man who you just met at the well is saying he's taken you away from us. This is your home. We're your mother and daddy. We've taken care of you and you're going to go follow him. You're going to follow this preacher. And she stands there and says, and I know what she's saying. I love you, mama. I love you, daddy. I love your family. But I'm going to see a man I've never seen, to a land that I've never been to, because I feel something in this hallelujah hallelujah honey when I got the Holy Ghost I was in college taking pre-law I've known ever since I was 12 years old I'd be a trial lawyer I told my daddy I told my mama my course was set I know what I wanted I know what I was going to do but when I got the Holy Ghost I turned my back on law I said I'm going to be a preacher my mama said get out of the house you got 30 minutes to grab what you can Get get out of here I don't want that tongue talking in this house You're a fool of fools You're stupid and ignorant See my mama was a highly ed- educated woman Straight A's all the way through college History teacher in high school She gave everything to education And now she's got a fool Of a son That would walk out on that money And want to be a preacher She said you've got 30 minutes And I don't want to ever see your face again You're not welcome in this house my daddy screamed at me on the way out and said, you're not of us. I'm going to tell you something, folks. you got to make up your mind. you got to settle this. We're going to see somebody we ain't never seen to a land that we ain't never been. Oh, my God, but it's going to be worth it all. I said, I said, I said, I said. Come on, somebody. It's going to be worth it all. I don't know about you But this world is not my home As the Bible school and call came Mama said How you doing? So said I'm making it good mama She never thought I could make it She didn't think I could do it I went and got me a job in Houston on my own Because I'd always been working for them you really are doing alright. I'm doing okay, mama. Um, would you, uh, would you mind just coming and saying hello to the family? Shouldn't have done that, mama. You don't let fire through that door. Mama made a mistake. Oh, did she ever. She should have never let me come back in that house if she didn't want it all. And she said, just come see us, stay a little while, and you can go. My God, first message I ever preached, my sister on full scholarship to a college in North Texas. She got the Holy Ghost. She quit college. She went to Bible school and married a preacher. My mama was going nuts by now. You bunch of idiots, you crazy Pentecostals. No, mama. we got the real deal this is real mama come on somebody it's real come on church is it still real do you still feel it Or oh, somebody stomp your feet somebody clap your hands somebody shout unto God you may be seated I won my oldest sister first message. I won my other sister. I won my brother. I won my mama. And I won my daddy. I won the whole family. All it takes is one man or one woman or one teenager in that family to say, I love you. But I've fallen in love with Jesus. My God, to shake that family to its core. I can't hear you. Shake that family to its core. Move that husband. Move that wife. Move those kids. God's just looking for one of you to bring that fire home today to understand why this anniversary is going on. She said, I'm going with him. Now, this is what stuns me. Laban and the daddy and the family knew this was God. Can I ask you something? Why didn't they all shut it up and pack it up and go with her? Why just her? Why didn't the whole family go? Some of us get so rooted in our life and we watch others walk by faith and we say, I can't do that. But faith will change your world. Now, I'm closing. Musicians, would you come? You see, I I was at the college campus one day with a young lady and we got to talking about you Pentecostals. And did we ever talk? See, I was raised in another faith. And I said, you know what? Those are stupid people. She laughed. said, they are really stupid. I said, they waved their hands and I mocked you. And they clapped their hands and they shout and we both laughed. And I said, I'm going to heaven, but I ain't going that way. I've learned something about God. Don't you ever tell God never. I said I'll never talk in tongues I was taught it wasn't real I said I'll never clap my hands I'll never whoop and holler Like those crazy apostolics But honey I'm as wild As any of you that are here I'm crazier than any of you That are here And when I saw Sharon's mother later In the mall I said tell Sharon She'll understand I'm one of those Jesus name Apostolic tongue talking Pentecostals Tell her I got it Come on, y'all. I got it. My God, it's real. I said it's real. Woo! It's genuine. It'll change you. It'll transform you. Let's stand. Uh-uh. Now, let me tell you something. There's some of you... Out of being intimidated, a little pride, you had not done much worshiping. But I'm going to tell you something. The very thing you take care of is the thing that will take you home. Little did she know when she fed those camels that that was what she was going to ride on to go home. This worship, this praise... This glorifying God. Honey, it's going to get you out of this world. I used to shout, but I don't do it no more. You better start doing it again. I used to run the odds. I don't do it anymore. You better start doing it again. I used to really clap. I used to be one of the greatest praisers. You better start doing it again, honey. That's what's going to get us out of here. Now about the ten Ten camels That came on the mission To bring it to the well She satisfied He who came on the mission And the ten When you received the Holy Ghost For the evidence of speaking with other tongues And you are baptized in water In Jesus' name This new birth This new covenant Answers the ten commandments. It's all fulfilled. In the church. Through Christ. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. You didn't hear what I just said. I, I, theologically, I went over some of your heads, but just trust me: the old hey man is answered by the new. And when your hands are in the air, come on. There's a law of grace that supersedes the Ten Commandments. That says, "I'm gonna go further. I'm gonna go further. I'm gonna go further." Hey, <laughs> hey, Woo! When you're speaking in tongues, when you're praising God, help me now. You have answered the qu- cry of the old. It's satisfied in your praise and in your relationship with Jesus Christ. He was a Roman Catholic, probably one of the most intelligent men I've ever known. Attending University of Texas. How ironic. That's where I was going to get my law degree was UT. God ended up starting a church one mile from that campus. Oh, he's has something else. We had eight or nine almost immediately from UT come get the Holy Ghost. This Roman Catholic would come visit but he was so steeped in his Roman Catholicism. But that Sunday morning he was sitting there in his cathedral in Austin and the priest giving a soliloquy said sometimes in life you got to let go of what you have And you got to go after what you want He said the moment I heard that I got up and walked out of that massive cathedral And drove across town And came And I remember him walking through the back door Wait preacher I just headed out the door You ain't going nowhere yet I said what's up Brother Vanarsky He said you're going to baptize me right now In Jesus name I'm going to get the Holy Ghost I- I said, "What? What? What? Honey, he come up out of that water talking in tongues. He's now a wealthy medical doctor." In the city of Jackson, Mississippi He owns his own clinic And he tells them Before I move with medicine Would you let me pray for you In the name of Jesus He's a healer He's a deliverer Folks I'm telling you This is real I said it's real Come on You gotta let go of what you're holding on to Somebody get out of those pews Whether you're a saint or a visitor Walk down these aisles Stand up here around the front And say bottom line God It's you And I'm coming to love you I'm coming to praise you Come on, who's the bride? Who's the bride? Come on out Come on up I said, who's the bride? Come on, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, church.
6: Oh, I, I got a praise. I got a praise. Of Jesus, Let's and all, all he's done for me. Now I will come. dance, 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 dance all night. You all night. Get Holy Ghost. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, everybody turn and and all, all he's somebody. done everybody for me, and I will somebody. shout, shout, come shout, back shout, back. shout all night. All Woo! night. Praise God. I gotta praise and I God. gotta get it out. My God. I gotta praise. If you're not ashamed to praise the oh. Lord, let me see you clap your hands. I know it's gone. If you're not ashamed to praise the Lord, I can feel Let me see you stomp your feet. But I just don't. If you're it. not ashamed to praise the Lord, let me see you wave your hand. Really if you're not ashamed,
9: Your hands, your
6: hands hand. Stomp your
9: feet,
6: your hand, Somebody your hand. ought to be talking to the right now. I, I got to praise, I got to praise and I got to get yeah. it. Out. Help from the to carry on Call in my pillars and pray I know the Lord will soon be there I, I gotta pray. I gotta pray I gotta get it out I gotta pray. I gotta pray. I, gotta pray I gotta praise And I gotta get it out I gotta pray.
7: Get it out Come on, get it out Get your praise out. Get your praise out. Get your praise out. Oh, i serve the Lord. Come on, this is what's going to take oh, you home. This is what's going to take you home.
6: I'm going to serve the Lord. You see, I'm running to win. I'm not running in vain. There's a hell to shut. And a hell to gain. Sold, I'm sold out. out I'm sold out Oh church I'm sold out I'm, I'm going to serve the Lord You see I'm sold out I'm going to serve the Lord You see we're running to win We're not running in vain There's a hell to shun And a heaven to gain Sold, sold out so oh, church, I'm sold so out, oh,
4: I'm so going to so serve the
6: Lord, you see, I'm sold out, I'm going to serve the Lord, you see, I'm running to win, I'm not running in vain, there's a hell to shut and a heaven to gain, so There's a hell to and a heaven
7: to gain sold out, I'm sold out Somebody tell him now Sold out, sold out, sold out I'm sold out I can't help but stay excited when I think about This is what's taking us home No more sorrow. No more pain. No more trouble. No more trouble. It's going to take us home. How many of you want to be the bride? Put your hand on your neighbor and pray for him right now. Come on, let's let the Holy Ghost use you right now. Come on, pray into someone's spirit right now. Come on, pray that they'll make a decision today to be a part of the bride. Come on, the Holy Ghost has spoken in the sanctuary today. Come on, pray in the, I need intercessors to begin to intercede right now. The Holy Ghost is at work in this house. God, not, not one. We're not satisfied with one leaving, not deciding to be a part of this bride, your bride. God, your bride. Pray in the spirit. Come on, pray in the spirit. Come on, God's using your prayer right now. God's answering your prayer right now. I'm not stopping with one camel. I'm not stopping with two. Come on. She didn't get tired after eight or nine. She did ten. Come on, somebody, let's pray and believe that every single one of them heal backslidings. Heal backslidings. There are backsliders that are not yet returned. That will be a part of this bride. There are backsliders that are not yet returned. That will be a part of this bride. Thank God for the deep move of His Spirit. Thank you for the deep move of your Spirit. There's still a wooing in the Spirit. Ha, kotoyo Oh God. Could you just close your eyes and lift your hands all in this sanctuary. All this for the, all this for the bride. Do you see and sense and feel His love? I thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isa a kayada boho. Pray in the Holy Ghost, Sister Lulabet. He mm. ordered a boat, Koto Sayoda boho. Hot Koto Sayoda Toko Sayoda boho. He oh, you call Sayoda Kandayada Oh, we've heard the bridegroom speak today. The bridegroom has spoken today in the sanctuary. Give him to drink. Give him to drink. Would somebody just pour out unto him one more time? Come on, I know it's late. Give him another drink. The bridegroom is thirsty today. Soyoro boka, ikata sayara bohi, yoro bo kata yara seka, misaka yara bohi, ikata sayara boho ko to boho. Ha sa yorobotto Ha sa kaiara Thank you Lord Oh, God, we have heard your voice. We have heard your voice. Oh, I want to see him. God, help us to be willing to leave, forsake all, follow. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If Sister Shay's family and my family would like to come, we're going to do something that I've been looking so forward to doing in just a moment. So if you would, come on up to the front. Thank you for sharing in this moment with us. Today I get to baptize my baby. I can't think of anything that I'd rather do to celebrate this wonderful weekend more than to baptize my baby in the name of Jesus for the remission of all of her sins. I wish all of you could have been there the night that she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at junior camp. The Holy Ghost was all over. There's a touch of God upon her life. There's great things in her future because God is in her future. He's here right now and he's going to remit all of her sins. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together for Abby and that this will be a remarkable day in her life. Together, let's pray. Today, Lord, we are so thankful. Honored and blessed to have this opportunity, God, to baptize in the name of Jesus, Abby. I pray, God, that this would be a remarkable day. That she'll never forget this day, this feeling that when she goes down in your name and you wash all her sins away, that she'll never forget it. That she'll share it with everybody that she will come in contact with. She's going to be a soul winner, God. And I praise you and thank you for what you've already done and what you're going to do for her in Jesus' name. Abidane Sheeran, upon the confession of your faith and your obedience to the word of the Lord, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins.
6: In I've the name of Jesus. Jesus,
7: for the remission of sin. And I feel I feel right. Oh, do you remember the day? I remember the day He washed my sins away. Amen. I remember the day I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. Washed all my sins away. My life's not been the same. Anybody thankful for the Word of God that we have received into our spirit today? One more time, let's just give thanks unto the Lord. Thanks unto the Lord for He is good. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this wonderful time of celebration. We'll begin service tonight at 5 o'clock with prayer, 5.30. We're going to have a great time. Brother Clark will be back preaching with us. Wow, what a powerfully anointed man of God. We're going to receive from the word of the Lord again tonight. Please be here, choir, at 4.15. We'll see the remainder of the church at 5. Come, bring somebody, be a part of this wonderful time of celebration. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.